welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz. And I'm Sarah Jenkins. And I'm Alora Murray. Thank you so much for listening today. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to join you ladies on this one. The last one I didn't get to, so this is going to be fun. We are talking about some really fun subjects today. We want to get your opinions. You'll hear ours. Should we just start with... Let's do it. What have we been watching? Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you, for those of you who listened last week, what have you been watching is something that we are going to mention every, you know, every other week when we do these host um, podcasts. So prepare for that. So let's get to it. What have you been watching, Carrie? Okay. I have to start with, um, and Megan, our producer, is in here with us. I've been watching the show You. I can't. So good. I love it. And I know you've seen it too, Sarah. Okay. So it is on Netflix. And it was the actor. What show was he in before? Gossip Girl. Uh, Gossip Girl. Yes. Okay. I'm forgetting his name, but Ken he's been Badgley. A lot. Yeah. Thank he's you. I am very well known. I uh, never watched Gossip Girl, so I didn't know. I yeah. didn't either. I don't know why I know so much about him for not watching you or Gossip Girl. <laughs> but every question you just answered, I mean, she was asked, on it. You I knew it. answered it like I was on a game show. That was he's really been good. In a lot of different shows, but yeah, I think he's best known for Gossip Girl. And now this, he's and really, now you. Oh, it's so good. So I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it, but it is a series. Um, Episode, let's see, season four, I believe, just came out, and um, they did it in like two, like the first half, the second half, and it is bananas. <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about this show. So our producers, Mackenzie and Megan, have been talking about it for a while, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll see it. I'm gonna watch it one day. I started it. I've had dreams about this show. <laughs> I've had moments nightmares. where I can't. Yeah, <laughs> nightmares. I did have a nightmare where I cannot stop thinking about it. Um, I, I don't feel like I, I really want to say much about it but because um, you, you just need to watch it. But it is one of those where the writing is brilliant and it just draws you in. And every second you are on the edge of your seat trying to figure out the answer of the next step and who's done it and all that. And it is just – and this last season blew my mind. I can't <laughs> see – we talk about these shows all the time and I don't know if I'm just super sensitive. But when I watch shows like this – I don't just have nightmares for, like, a day. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, like, months of nightmares. You don't like the scary or, like, kind of, not drama, but it's a darker show. It's darker. It's and turns, so it's not lighthearted. I really can't. Like, for some reason, I remember when you all of you were watching White Lotus, Mm -hmm. for some reason, I thought it was something different, and I started watching it, and I was like, this is really dramatic, (laughs) and I'm sad. It's really dramatic. Yeah, this one, so the show you on Netflix. There you go. It is deep it is not pg rated it is not for kids but let me tell you something you will be thinking about it consistently if you watch it it's, it's really good so good i agree i have been watching something also on netflix recently um i think it came out a couple years ago it's a documentary but i just started watching it um it's a series it's called broken and it talks about this whole phenomenon i didn't even know about but apparently like knockoff designer makeup is a thing And I probably, like you guys, buy everything on Amazon. And I didn't realize how unregulated it is. But there have been so many different type of, like, quote-unquote designer makeup that people are buying. And they're ending up in the hospital. What? Because of it? Yes. Like, because... Like, getting reactions? Reactions to the makeup. It's so unregulated. They talked about how a lot of this makeup that they'll... Basically, it's not regulated at all. So they can put a label on something. But they don't know what's in it. So there's been, like literally poisons that will like take off people's skin it's so crazy so again it's not lighthearted. it's really interesting though I feel like we wear a lot of makeup for this show day to day just if you like makeup in general and I had no idea when I go on Amazon that there's that risk it's so interesting because if you think about it like 
knockoffs on designer bags, designer clothes had been around forever, and mm-hmm. we don't think anything of that. And right. so if I see a knockoff of a designer brand, I'm immediately like, oh, I want to try that. It's cheaper. That's just how my mind works. Right. I don't stop to think. We're all trying to budget, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's been like a shift because I feel like knockoffs used to be kind of like more of a secret, but now everyone calls them dupes. Like I've heard that a lot. And now it's like considered more cool. Like, I mean, we are all trying to save, but at what cost? The makeup whole thing was so scary to me. Was it talking about beauty products in general or mostly makeup? It was mostly makeup, some beauty products, but that was the thing. I feel like I've always been more wary of like a cream because I'm like, okay, this smells funky. Maybe it's not like the authentic thing. Uh But you think if you're buying like from Lancome, um, you know, eyeshadow that it's authentic and they were like, you don't know. So kind of scary. You know what? That's how it is also. So I went to hair school way back in the day and I got my cosmetology license and you can go to specific like beauty supply stores where we can get like licensed products. And we were always told that if you buy it anywhere else online or wherever you find it, it might not be that brand. So It's not guaranteed, even though it says it, it looks like it, you know, so it's, that's a, that's a thing. It was eye-opening. Yeah. You wouldn't think about it. You guys are giving us, you know, brain scratchers (laughs) over here. Well, what I've been watching recently, it has actually been out for a while, but last week, um, my mom, my brother, and I went and saw Creed Three. Oh, how was that? It was it was so predictable, but it was so entertaining. It was so good. Sometimes it's just nice, you know, to sit down and watch a movie and know how it's going to end. Um, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but it is pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I've seen all three Creed movies, but I haven't seen a single Rocky movie. I've never seen a Rocky movie either. And people are like, what? It's iconic. It is iconic. I've seen, yeah. I haven't seen any of the Creed movies, but the Rocky ones are are definitely like living legends. Yeah. My (laughs) husband is really big into uh, working out. He got a minor in exercise science and I told him I hadn't seen any of the Rocky movies. And he's like, those workout montages are legend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I've actually seen the workout montages and I understand the Rocky song. and The I've, famous stairs. Yeah. Yes, and, yeah. that's what I think of in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Right? And like, like him <laughs> screaming, Adrian. <laughs> like I've seen that scene. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Creed movies are, you know, like the same. He has a love interest. He's working on boxing. He's trying to be successful. But honestly, it doesn't hurt watching Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yes. He's I'm just saying. We've talked about Hollywood crushes before, but there you have it. He's a I don't, cutie. I don't, think, I don't think anyone would be opposed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either. Definitely not. Okay, Love so um, those are fun shows. I'm also looking forward to seeing Succession. I don't know if you guys are watching mm-hmm. that, but the mm-hmm. new season is out this month and I cannot wait to watch oh, it. Oh, I know you love it. It's, I it's know. a good one. I used to watch it. I kind of dropped the ball in this last season, so I need to play catch up a little, but I'm excited. It's I so can't good. Wait. Yeah. It I is mean, so, so good. I mean, the Great British Baking Show, that will be coming back soon, so you know where to find me. <laughs> and That's they got a, a new host, show. I heard. Yes. That's big news. They did so, a, very exciting. They did get a new host. Um, I was like, can you just please, can I just please meet the contestants or just for like a day go in and just guest host with the other two. And when you do that, will you bring us like what they yeah, make for do. me and Carrie to enjoy? Please. <laughs> I don't know who would make it from England all the way here, Sarah, without we me could eating try. it. <laughs> please, please, please. Okay, so um, I found an interesting article the other day that I wanted to get your opinions on. So you see, you know, influencers paying for followers. We've heard of that, right? Where right. you're paying to get verified, you're paying for followers. So this is separate. This is a new website called fanbasis.com. Fanbasis.com. So this is where basically you have a influencer that has millions of followers. Right. You can pay them 
50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever they charge to like your post, to follow you, to oh, give you a okay. shout out. Can So you're paying them. So this is a way for influencers to make more money if they want to charge like per like or per post. Right. How do you feel about this? I hadn't heard of this, to be honest with you. This is so interesting to me because like you said, we've heard about people, you can purchase followers for a long time. But I feel like from the influencers and obviously it's great. It's a great way for them to make money. But I don't understand personally why you would have them follow. I don't know. Is it a clout thing? So it seems weird to me, but I guess maybe I don't know a lot about to it. To be able to say, like, Brad Pitt follows me. Yeah, yeah. like, right, exactly. But does he? Like, <laughs> I don't even know if he's on Instagram. Is Brad Pitt on Instagram? I don't know. Brad I'm going to check while we're yes, talking. check while we're talking. Brad Pitt, if you're listening, let us know. Will you follow us? <laughs> or Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I'd be um, fine. <laughs> honestly, I don't think the paying someone to give you a shout-out is weird because that's literally what collaborations are. Right. Companies come in and we're like, we will pay you if you post about this product and tag us. So mm-hmm. that's been happening since like, you know, the dawn of influencer time. Um, that's been happening for a while. What I do think is weird is like Sarah said, if you're paying someone to like your post or to follow you, I don't really know what that does for you unless people are thinking they go and see, oh, they follow me, I have to follow them too. But I don't see that actually working out. I think it's great for influencers who have a lot of followers and people are paying them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, "Eh." and then the algorithm is just so crazy that you don't know that they're going to see your posts. And then if they don't like it the first few times, they're just not going to see it ever. So that's such a good point because I feel like the algorithm has been changing for so long. And And it will continue to change. It will will change multiple times every year because Mm -hmm. that's just the nature of content. Mm -hmm. Nature of it. Yeah, what kind of people what kind of content people are going after, what type of content people are craving. So it will always be changing. So I'm like, you know what? Spend money on a shout out, but spend money on followings. I don't know. Right. I would love if someone for like a birthday got anyone from the office cast to do a cameo or a shout out to me. That would like make my life, right? I know. That'd be amazing. (laughs) Sarah, you know how Carrie and I feel about the office. We're all fans about it here, right? Obsessed. That would be so fun. Okay, next birthday present. Next birthday present. (laughs) Um, And sorry to break everyone's hearts, but Brad Pitt is not on Instagram. Ever. I just look. So there's lots of like fan accounts and things, but... He's not on Instagram. So, <laughs> Brad, please follow us if you open up your I account. I was going to say, he can, still, he can still reach out to us if he'd like. Um, Johnny Depp, if you're listening, Carrie would also like it if That'd you be could great. follow her. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. And he actually is on interact with her. Yes. We have a short list yeah, of is. people dream. That would be amazing. Mine are the Great British Baking Show contestants. <laughs> yes. But speaking of Everyone spending, yes, just... I know that weddings, that's a hot topic. And there's so many different like nuances to how expensive weddings can get. I had a destination wedding, but I've seen a couple articles lately talking about like kind of the etiquette as far as like, what do you ask your guests to spend money on? And I was just wondering your guys' opinions for a couple different things. Like say you're having a destination wedding, do you expect people to, in addition to flying out there and paying for all that, maybe even a hotel, like getting you a gift? Like, mm. is that asking too much? So or? this is, this is actually, I'm experiencing this right now. So I will, yeah, we'll talk about it. So one of my best friends is getting married. Um, she is a, like a sister to me and she has chosen for her bachelorette and her wedding are going to be destinations. Mm-hmm. Um, so both, and they're about four months apart. Um, she is not expecting 
that everyone will make it. She mm-hmm. is not uh-huh. expecting that, you know, you have to be here. So she is on the side of it of like, this is what I want. And if you can't make it, that's okay. I support that. And I, I you know, I understand that. Yeah. And so. I think that's great. You know, be. it's, I feel like, so it's your wedding day, right? So of course, uh-huh. if you want to get married, get married where, wherever you want to get married. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you probably have to understand that not everybody that you invite will be able to make it if yeah. if you are not assisting in the finances of that, you know? So, But it's so tricky because you do want everyone there, but I think if you are, you know, you should do it where you want, but also not expect that everyone will be able to go. Right. Yeah. You kind of have to have those expectations. I did kind of the same thing she did. Um, I grew up on the East Coast, but I've lived out West mostly my whole adult life. And so I've had friends in different pockets of the country. So for my wedding, we did a destination in Napa Valley in California, and my bachelorette was in Palm Springs. And so I was well aware those were two kind of hefty things to expect people to be attending. And so I had that same attitude. I was like, I would love if you can come, but like, I absolutely don't expect you to, you know? And, um, and I think the people that opted, if they were obviously going to choose between the two, they came to the wedding, not as many obviously came to the bachelorette. But I think as long as you kind of have those expectations, like, you know, that I'm inviting you, but don't feel any pressure, you kind of have to put that out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was my experience with it. And then as far as like with bridesmaids, I had 14 bridesmaids, which I know is like insane, but That's I wanted wild. everyone to celebrate Good with me. for you, girl. <laughs> but I, um, I opted to pay for their makeup and then they purchased their own bridesmaid dresses. So I don't know. There's so many weddings are so expensive. I think there's no one template, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, there's no one way to do it. It's like, true. So I've been married for about a year now. I got married last March, and I it was my second wedding. I've talked about <clears throat> that in um, a previous podcast, um, but I really wanted a destination wedding mostly because we were getting married in March, and I wanted to get married outside, and Utah weather <laughs> in March is so unpredictable. I didn't know. So we... Um, got married in California, um, not in Napa like Sarah, in Southern California um, in the Redlands. And it was the same thing for me. I was kind of like, I would love it if you're there. Um, I totally get it if you can't come because we didn't pay for, you know, the hotel and things like that. Um, And then I definitely didn't expect gifts because I remember um, our wedding planner suggested a gift table and I was like, oh, I'm not. I, I don't really want that because I don't really feel, I feel bad asking, thank you for coming and please bring me a gift. Like mm-hmm. I still had, um, um, I still had a registry for the people who couldn't come that wanted to give a gift. Um, the hard thing I will say, um, I mean, there's lots of hard things about, um, you know, destination weddings. Um, but one of the things that we had a really hard time with is we sent out invitations and then people were canceling like, I'm talking mm-hmm. days before. Oh, so stressful. And I'm like, yeah. I've already bought your food. Right. I've already done this. Like, I get that you can't come, but sometimes it's better to let the bride and groom know way in advance instead of, you know, The right 11th before. hour. Yeah. And I get it. <laughs> Things happen. I totally understand. Absolutely. Totally get it. But it's just kind of like, you know what? Thank you. I can't come. Don't, don't buy my food. Don't plan. Because you still have to pay money for your guests. Right. Um, so that was that was kind of a hard thing, and I didn't have 
I don't even know 14 people, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just because I've lived a couple places. Otherwise, yeah. And it's weird because it was so special, obviously, your wedding day as it should be. But it was just great to have people from different times in my life come. But I absolutely didn't expect, like... Even a couple of my bridesmaids, um, yeah, they couldn't come to the bachelorette. I, I didn't expect gifts either. I was like, your presence is a gift, of yeah. course. Sure. I, sure. I didn't have, when it came to bridesmaids, I didn't have any. I just had a couple of people that were like, hey, I'm going to have like um, a wrist corsage for you because you're kind of like important to me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if you want to wear blush pink, that's the color I'd like you to wear. But don't feel like you have to because I have this flower set for you. That's a cool way um, to honor them. Yeah. I love that because I've never heard of that. That's really that's, unique. And, like, that's thoughtful. what I did. Yeah. Um, also, I just, it's so hard picking dresses for everyone because one style, is everyone going to like it? Like, yep. is it, yep. is everyone going to feel good in it? So I, that's what I did. But yeah. I mean, you know. Everyone, everyone's different. I feel like whatever works for you. We yeah. had, I had four bridesmaids. Nick had six groomsmen. Yeah. And so they just walked down in couples. Like, you know, so there was a little that. bit more, but that I didn't want to add people to my line just to add people. I yeah. wanted to be meaningful, you know? So I think whatever works for your wedding and, um, have you ever, okay. So there's another thing I want to ask you how you feel. Yes. Have you ever seen this where couples will ask for cash or Venmo instead of Gifts. I think it's awesome. Like the Honey Fund, I think that's an mm-hmm. app for it, or just in general. Yeah. Oh, I have. Knowing. Yeah. I have a I've friend who it. got married um, several months ago, and she was just like, "Here's our Venmo." And I've seen more and more people do that. And I don't. I know some of like older generations find it kind of rude, but I think to myself, they're just starting their life together. Right. They mm-hmm. like, they need this money, and I, they can you know spend it how they want. Yeah, but let them delegate it. If how that's they what need, you want. Right? And if you've been living separately forever and you have everything, if you have mm-hmm. all your kitchen stuff, like everything that you typically get on a registry, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, if you'd like to give us a gift, please Venmo us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if we really want to go to Italy, but we both have lived separate lives and we have our own stuff, like you said, I don't necessarily need a plate set, but I would love to go to this place for my honey honeymoon yeah I think it's great because I think you still will have people that are kind of old school traditional still want to give you a gift and that's Mm -hmm. great too and then you'll have people who understand that "Mm, I'm just going to Venmo you this because you can use it forever whatever you want Mm -hmm. because it's expensive to start out you know it is it's great that we have so many options nowadays that's a positive you know and I think that like people are embracing the fact that like your wedding should be so unique and there's so many different ways that you can celebrate you know it's there's so many when we talk about wedding trends it's it's always really interesting to me because more and more like you said people are sticking to their personality and what they want and I think that's awesome Mm -hmm. it's just making sure it's what you and your partner loves. And then obviously, sometimes you want people to be there. Sometimes you don't want people to be there. I had a friend who um, flew to Italy to marry her best friend. And it was just Heather, which is my friend's name, um, her friend and her husband. It was just the three of them. And they they were in Italy, and they kind of did it on Zoom for the witnesses. But it's really, it's your day. And as long as, you know... You're feeling good. Um, your partner is happy. I think it's like I have a really hard time mm-hmm. not thinking about everyone else around me and how they're going to be affected. And are they okay? Are they mad? Mm-hmm. But your wedding day is one of those days that I had to constantly be reminded by my husband that and my family that this is present. your day. Yeah. Because I get, it's not even being present. It was just very much like 
are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay with this? Do you like the food? Did you mm-hmm. like the food? You, but it's your day. And obviously you want to care about others, but it, it's a day where you can allow yourself to be like, what do me and my partner want? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. I have another situation I want to get your yes, input on. So um, this is also trending now. So you have like bridal shower, bachelorette, all the things like leading up engagement party, wedding. So now couples are inviting a bunch of people to engagement parties. I've heard of that. And asking for Venmo at the engagement party, uh-huh. but not inviting those same people to the wedding. Oof. I, in my mind, the minute you said engagement party, I was like, well, that's a lot of extra work. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like they've become a lot more popular. Like, I yeah. was like, right, yeah. right. that's extra work. That's extra Did money. you have an engagement party? No. Did you, Sarah? I didn't. My sister did in Baltimore. Okay. And it kind of made sense because she had moved to L.A. And, like, her fiancé's family was all in Baltimore. And a lot of them she knew weren't going to – they got married in L.A. So they weren't going to go to the wedding. It was kind of a way to have this, like, pre-reception. Um, his family graciously kind of, like, put it together for mm-hmm. them. So that was really nice. Yeah. But I haven't heard of the Venmo. I don't know. That's – I feel weird about That's that tricky. That one's yeah. tricky. I do, too. Because I, I get the Venmo thing. I think it's great. I think, you know, support – the couple however you want and however they would like it's awesome yeah. but then when you're like here come to my all the things my engagement party send me a venmo but then not invite you to the wedding mm. that seems i'm just me. i'm scratching my eyebrow because <laughs> i don't know like i said earlier like i am always the type of person that's like are you okay is everyone fine is everyone doing well i don't know how i would feel being like Come to my engagement party because you're not coming to the wedding, but I'd like money, please. <laughs> give, give it to me now. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. And I fully understand that sometimes it's just like uh, people can't come to your wedding, like Sarah and I talked about with our destination weddings. And you talked about with your sister. That's a different situation mm-hmm. than just being like, well, you're not invited right. to this, but you're invited to this, and I would like a present. Yeah. It's tricky. <laughs> I could never do tricky. that to my friends and family, but... Yeah, I... And they're like, so when are you getting married? And you're like, well, this day, but you're not coming. <laughs> but you're not... You wouldn't know <laughs> because you're not getting an invite. No, that's... Oh, that that's really tricky. That's, that's <laughs> tricky, but as long as it's your special day. <laughs> Carrie's like trying to... If that is the decision you've made, that is your decision. We personally, maybe not, but to each his own. To each their own. I don't have any close friends doing that, so maybe... I don't know. Yeah. Have I you guys seen, seen that, that at all? I no. haven't. No. I the only thing I've seen with the engagement parties is like where it's a destination and like you just know they can't make it. See, and, yeah. But if I, it's like in the same town, I just feel like it's it's a way to hurt people's feelings potentially and mm-hmm. I'm not about that. Mm-hmm. So I have seen, mm-hmm. you know, really fancy influencers have engagement parties just as like an extra event that's like, Hey, everyone who's here at this engagement party, this is cel- to celebrate us being engaged and then we'll see you again at the wedding. Mm-hmm. So it's just like parties galore parties galore to sum it up yeah so (laughs) one event after the next (laughs) 19 events later you're finally getting to the wedding and you're not invited it's like you have the engagement party then you have the bachelor bachelorette party and then you maybe have you know and they're multiple sometimes of bachelorette and bachelor parties like seeing it's become so much i mean i remember my parents just commenting on seeing because I'm one of three girls so over the years we all got married within like two or three years and they were like when did weddings become so many like so many events in a row yeah. it's just kind of ballooned okay like. here's another thing <laughs> with the tradition of the bride's parents paying for a wedding is that expected still is that a tradition should it be equal is it different in everybody's situation I think it's different in everyone's situation honestly yeah. I feel like 
in Utah, in our culture, it is very much like, oh, the bride's family is going to pay. Because yeah. um, traditionally, I think it's like the bride's family pays and then the groom's family pays for the flowers. I honestly... Yeah, like there's the like a certain tradition. Too. Yeah. My, my parents I, were never going to pay, and I knew that. I, my husband's a little older than me, and he's kind of like established, and so it was we were fine with that. But I think... Yeah, it's nice if your parents can swing it for either bride or groom. I think that's wonderful, and that's such a lovely gesture. But sure. not everyone's parents can. Or Yeah, you know, it kind of goes so. back to everybody individually doing what's best for them yeah. in their own their I own honestly wedding. think by this point with weddings, what's expected is really kind of not even like the term. It's kind of like what's expected is people to be on their best behavior, being kind, like knowing it's about – um, you know, the people getting married that day. Um, but like you said, traditions are different for everyone. Like I was lucky, um, with our parents and, um, David's, um, dad helped us buy some furniture. That's kind of what we did. It was really sweet because it was just how we did it. And he, my parents and him both offered. Mm -hmm. So we were both really lucky that both of them were like, Oh, I can pay for this. Oh, I can pay for this. And they worked really well together. Yeah. That's kind of how my situation was too. My parents and then also Nick's Nick's family helped too. So yeah. it's kind of a, a collab, like if you will. It's really <laughs> special. It's yeah. really nice. And I know it doesn't happen for everyone when both families are like, oh, how can I help? Mm-hmm. And like, how can I help? What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, because some people don't have that and you no. have to just create what you can and, you know, make it work and realize it's about the day. And yeah, like I said, I think when it comes to expectations, it's very much like, remember, it is about the people getting married. Mm-hmm. Not about you. It's about the people getting married. So, you know, be kind. Be kind to them. You know, Be kind like, to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Truly, I think we need a PSA know? to send, send out to all <laughs> wedding guests. Well, Remember, this is about the couple. Right. <laughs> I have right. heard. And I mean, I watch a ton of reality TV shows. We know this. <laughs> and I have, like, seen, and I know it's reality TV, so some of it is scripted. But I swear, some of the weddings I see, people come in, and the drama at weddings, I think to myself, what in the world? This is someone's special day that they're going to remember forever. And Mm -hmm. you and that other person over there are just having a come apart. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not about, it's really just about the couple ultimately at the end of the day. So wedding drama happens. Wedding drama. Bum, bum, bum. Well, now you know how we feel. Yeah. Good questions, Carrie. (laughs) Hot topics. Um, This has been so fun. I know. I love, I love that we're doing this. I feel like it's really an opportunity for our listeners to get a better chance to get to know us better and hopefully we're kind of asking some thought-provoking questions we'd always love to hear from you guys you know your opinions on any of the things we talked about what you guys are watching um maybe stay away from makeup on amazon uh, <laughs> and your opinion on wedding trends because you know in utah we love a good wedding yeah. everywhere I there's, think there's a lot of opinions everyone loves a good wedding yes. i think you yep. know all over the place weddings are fun and honestly this is what every morning we come in and we just chat and chat Um, We're really loud because we have tall cubicles, so (laughs) our poor producers have to turn down our audio because we're so used to yelling at each other. (laughs) I'm really sorry. This has been so much fun, and thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. 
You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.